Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome back to the Moments Podcast. I am surprisingly in a very, very good mood right now, considering the fact that I'm pretty sick. Basically, yesterday morning, well, two nights ago, I went to bed and that whole day I just decided that I wanted to have a mental breakdown. Well, you I mean, you guys know how it goes. It's not like I decided I wanted to have a mental breakdown. The mental breakdown kind of just came to me and I went to bed and then I woke up the next morning. I could not breathe through my nose. My throat hurt so badly. I couldn't think a full thought like I just felt so foggy. My body was tired. And on top of that, I had a fever. I get a fever like maybe once a year. And I was like, this is just not okay right now. I have friends flying into town on Sunday, which I'm so excited for. You guys have no idea how excited I am for my friends to come to Florida. And I had so much stuff to do. I was supposed to record the podcast, well, two days ago. And then I was supposed to record it yesterday because I didn't record it two days ago. And I couldn't do it. Like, I could not even keep my eyes open. I was dead tired and I had to let myself just rest all day. And I am not one who can usually do that because I just feel so guilty. But it was weird because that whole day I was having my mental breakdown. I just wanted a break. Like I needed something where I could just relax. And even though it feels like some days I am relaxing, I also feel like I'm constantly working. And I think that this was God just telling me, dude, I'm not giving you an option this time, but you're going to do nothing today and you're going to be okay with it. And I took my feeling like absolute crap as such a blessing. And then today I feel so much better. I woke up in the middle of the night last night with like an almost 102 fever. So that was killer. If you guys know what it's like to wake up in the middle of the night with a fever, freezing cold, can't move, worst thing ever. But then I woke up again this morning and my fever was gone. I woke up all sweaty, which means I broke my fever, but I did get my period. So God was like, here's it all. Here's all of it all at once. So I had a migraine this morning and I took an Excedrin and I'm still super stuffy, but overall I feel so much better and capable of recording. Thank goodness, because I have to record today because again, my friends come tomorrow. I'm honestly so nervous for them to come because I don't know. It's weird showing people your hometown, but it's it's exciting and I think it's going to be great. And we're going to Universal on Monday and Tuesday. So that's going to be awesome. Anyways, I don't think you guys really care about that stuff that much. But if you do, obviously stay up to date on on the Instagram and the TikTok, all that stuff. But today's episode I wanted to do another moments in advice because last time I did this, I got awesome feedback and I, I, I don't think I'm good at advice, but I have experienced a lot of this stuff. So I like to give my two cents and just kind of share my thoughts on it. So what I did was post on my Instagram story. I'm doing an episode on advice. Like, what do you guys need to hear? And then I took some of those responses and I wrote them down in my journal. And we're just going to talk about them together because some of them are deep. Some of them are slightly less deep. And I don't know. You never know what you might need or what you could take away from this. But before I get into it, I have something really cool to share with you. And it's actually about microdosing. I know that's not something that I would normally talk about, but let me please let me please tell you more. I've teamed up with a company called Lumi Labs, and they're the inventors of the microdose gummy. 
I'm not sure what side of TikTok you guys are on or anything like that or what you're involved with, but I've been seeing so much stuff about people microdosing to improve their quality of life. And if it's not something that resonates with you or you don't have any interest in this, you don't have to participate. But I've just been hearing really great things, and I do want to share with you this company because there's so much that I love about it. But microdosing is commonly associated with psychedelics, wellness, performance enhancement, and creativity. And our episode today is sponsored by Microdose Gummies, and they are a gummy that delivers the perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And they're available nationwide, which is something that I do find to be really, really cool and comforting about all of this in itself. I really find myself enjoying using these gummies when I'm journaling or I'm sitting down at night to like really get out of just the work element and get more into my creative mind. And then, of course, at the end of the day, I sleep like a baby. To learn more about microdosing THC, just do a quick search online or go to microdosegummies.com and use code MOMENTS to get free shipping and 30% off of your order. Links can be found in the show description. But again, that's microdosegummies.com, code MOMENTS. And listen, I just wanted to share with you guys all of that right in the beginning because I am super excited about it. And it's something that I've wanted to talk about more, but obviously hard to do that in this day and age. But there's my little intro. Anyways, let's go ahead and get into this advice. What to do when I don't feel like myself or when I need help finding myself. I actually have a whole episode on this and it was the second episode I've ever recorded, which was also the most listened to and most downloaded episode ever. So if you're listening to this, you probably listened to that one. But that was back in October. And obviously a lot has happened since then. A lot has t- a lot of time has gone on. So if you want to give that a re-listen, totally go for it. Honestly, I probably should too. But when you don't feel like yourself, it's one of the worst things, one of the worst feelings ever. Trust me, I know that all too well. Because it's like you want to get back to who you are, but then it's been so long that you kind of forget who you are. And one thing that I do when I find myself in this situation, which is more than I want to admit that it is, I think it's all part of the way that social media works with what I do. I'm constantly posting on social media, which means I'm also constantly scrolling through social media and I'm being sucked into different trends and different things going on that it's super easy for me to get caught up on what's trending instead of just doing what's authentic to myself. And now it's super cool because I can be super aware of when it's happening and I won't allow myself to do it. But it just it just causes these identity crises sometimes. And I know that that's something we all feel because we're all constantly scrolling on social media. We're all being pulled in different directions of what we should be like or what we should act like and what kind of people we should hang out with. But when you find yourself losing yourself, you have to get back into touch with the things that you love. And I mean thinking way back to your childhood and growing up and the things that you did before you were ever scrolling on social media. Get back in touch with that. And one of those things for me is doing yoga. Before I ever did social media, I was always practicing yoga. And that's why now when I do find myself having these identity crises or I'm feeling like imposter syndrome, I get back into yoga to really get back in touch with myself. And now that activity might not be yoga for you, but maybe it's dance or maybe it's riding your bike or skateboarding or hanging out with your younger siblings. Do more of that 
and you'll find yourself getting back in touch with yourself. And if you feel like you don't have any of those things that you love, I want you to try more new things alone. Spend more time with yourself when you feel like you're losing yourself. And I know that this can be a super hard thing to do because you almost don't want to be alone when you don't really know who you are, but it's one of the most powerful things that you can do. So take that. Take that advice. Those are probably my top two when it comes to that. But also just know that you're an ever-changing human and you're going to change. Your personality is going to change. You're growing up and that's okay. Just make sure you're doing it for the right reasons and that you're doing it naturally, not to please someone else. The next one is, how do I change my perspective? And I wasn't really going to answer this one because, I mean, you guys know I, I kind of talk about this all the time and how it is the most powerful thing, but it really got me thinking back to when did I first change my perspective? When did I really, really get in touch with this other set of thoughts, this, this mindfulness? And it brought me all the way back to when I first started doing my yoga teacher training when I was 13. So... If you guys don't know, I grew up pretty Christian. I still am Christian. But when I did my yoga teacher training, it was a 200-hour course. So I was constantly learning about yoga for 200 hours. And they teach a lot about Hinduism because Hinduism is something that's very aligned with the practice of yoga. And at first, when I was first learning about it, I was like, what is this? Like, why would I learn about a different religion when I already have mine and... Jesus this, Jesus that. And I was just super anti, just close-minded towards learning about a different religion. But obviously, for my training, I, I was quizzed and tested, and I had to learn about Hinduism. And as that training went on, it was seven months long, and I was 13 at the time. So it's really hard to have an open mind at 13. I was young. I was naive. I didn't know any better. But I ultimately came to the realization that Hinduism is a beautiful, there's so much beauty in different cultures. And I was absolutely fascinated by Hinduism and everything that I learned about it. And I think that that was the first moment that my mind really opened. And I was able to, instead of view Hinduism as something that I don't want to know about it, I don't really care, to, wow, I might not believe in this religion, but I find it fascinating and intriguing. And it doesn't hurt me at all to know more about it and I think that that made me capable of changing my whole perspective on the world it's like we don't have to be closed-minded we can be open-minded we have the power to control our own thoughts and the way that we see things and the way that we react to things and treat things and yeah so I don't know exactly where I was going with that but the way to change your perspective is to be open-minded And be willing to learn more. And even if you have to force yourself to learn more to fully understand it, do that. But you have so much more power than you realize that you have. I think a lot of us will say, well, like, I don't get to choose why I think like this. um, Because I did that for a long time. But when you realize that you can, you can just shift a lot. Because perspective really is everything. If ten good things happen in a day and one terrible thing happens in a day... You could choose to focus on the one terrible thing and talk about how bad your day was, or you can choose to focus on those 10 good things and vice versa. If 10 bad things happen in a day and one good thing happens, you can focus on the good thing. I promise you that. And it's on you if you don't. 
I mean, look at it how I was talking about yesterday. I hated how much I was sick. I, I had so much stuff to do. I could have focused on the fact that I wasn't able to get anything done. But instead, I chose to focus on how much of a blessing it was and how much it benefited me mentally and physically to finally get caught up on rest and actually relax for once, even though I felt like total shit. Excuse my language, but seriously. The power is in your hands. The ball is in your court. You get to choose what you focus on. So simply just start by opening your mind. Being in control of my health means being super mindful of what I put into my body, whether it's from food to supplements. I'm always looking for the best option out there. There's so many different things on the market. I want you guys to find the good stuff because that's what I do for myself. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about Thorn. I've actually told you about it before and there's a reason I'm telling you about it again. I have loved their supplements. Thorn takes a personalized, innovative, and scientific approach to health and wellness with their supplements. They manufacture all of their supplements in the U.S. using top-notch ingredients sourced globally. Plus, they team up with leading medical professionals to bring you highly effective nutritional supplements. Whether it's their B-complex or their creatine or their basic prenatal, Thorne has all the supplements I need to promote and maintain my health goals. Gabe absolutely loves to take the creatine. He's been taking it for months now. He's obsessed, and I think I'm going to start taking it soon, but right now I love the B-complex. It helps me with my energy and it just helps me feel good overall. And I never have to question what's in each supplement because they always go the extra mile when it comes to quality. So give your body what it really needs with Thorn. Go to thorn.fit slash moments and use code moments for 10% off your first order. That's T-H-O-R-N-E dot F-I-T slash moments. And then use code moments for 10% off your first order. Thorn.fit slash moments code moments these statements have not been evaluated by the fda this product is not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease give it a try you're going to absolutely love it hear me out the moms in our life deserve a spa day every single day my mom is my rock star she's the best ever and she prioritizes everybody but herself I'm amazed at how much she can accomplish in one day. But something super cool is that this Mother's Day, you can make every day a spa day for all of the moms in your life with Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. And let me just tell you right now, I use this duo every day. My skin has never felt softer and smoother and more amazing. But what it is, is a value pack of two luxurious body care moisturizers. It's the Undaria Allergy Body Oil and the Undaria Collagen Body Lotion. And they both have the most incredible citrusy scent. And right now you can get an additional 10% off your first order with code MOMENTS at oseamalibu.com. And listen, body care is self-care. So give your mom a chance to love herself and give herself the love that she deserves. Treat your mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOMENTS at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code MOMENTS for 10% off. The next one is dealing with stress. Uh, guys, I'm still working on this one just as much, so I don't really know how good my advice here is, but be willing to take that time for yourself, uh, because I think that if I had been willing to focus on the rest by myself and taking time for myself, I wouldn't have gotten sick, but at some point God or the universe was just like, here, you have to get sick because you're not doing it for yourself. But I think that when it comes to being stressed, you have to make sure that you're taking time to do the things that you actually enjoy. Because if you're only doing things that stress you out and you're constantly overwhelming yourself, you're not going to have the motivation to finish those things. You need breaks. You need a pause. 
And that's kind of how, that's all I got on dealing with stress. But if you guys have more, please feel free to share it with me because I am a stressed little human being all the time. Uh, and I've kind of made it one of my personality traits, which is something I'm working on changing. Because when you classify yourself as something, obviously that's what you're going to be. And I've talked about this in other episodes, but I'll like call myself irresponsible or always stressed all the time. And my therapist will be like, dude, well, if you keep identifying with it, you're going to keep feeling it. I'm like, oh, crap, you're right. Anyways, moving on. The next one is how to deal with being left out. So I've felt this before one too many times in my life. It's not a fun thing to feel or to go through, but here's how I see it. If there's people who don't want you around, that is their loss. It's not yours. And you get to take this time to really reevaluate who it is that you're spending your time with and who you're keeping close to you. And also give yourself a chance to get closer with yourself. Discover more about yourself so that you can discover who you actually want around you. And obviously it's easier said than done. Nobody wants to feel unwanted or like people don't want you around, but it really just is an opportunity for you to figure out all of those things and become really aware that it is not your loss. You don't want people around you who don't want you around. And I know it's a hard pill to swallow, but that's all I got on that because there's no like, there's no loopholes. It, it really just is that simple. And it's hard to accept it. I, every time I've been in that situation, it gets harder every time. But once I do finally accept it, I find a whole lot of healing and a whole lot of growth and a whole lot of new awesome friends who actually care about me. And this kind of leads into the next one. Not really, but sort of. How do I love people that make me feel unlovable? This one was really deep and I almost didn't write it down because I didn't really know how to answer it. But when, when someone makes you feel unlovable, I think that the best thing that you can do is just love them. And by that, I don't mean like spend all your time trying to make them love you, but I mean love them in all of their healing because anyone who makes you feel unlovable is someone who is still healing on their own and they haven't found a way to fully love themselves. So they just treat people, that same hatred that they have for themselves, they put out onto other people. And it's really sad, honestly. You just have to learn to sympathize for the people who make you feel that way. Because they're healing and they're hurting and they're not going to realize it. So it's not really something you can just bring up and be like, you're hurting. That's why you're hurting me. People who are going through that aren't aware of that at the time. So just be patient with them and, and don't lose yourself trying to love them. Just be there for them. And if it gets unbearable and you're being treated really wrong, just walk away from it. Because again, you don't, you don't deserve people who make you feel that way. And the next one is how to deal with feeling like everyone hates you. Oh, I know this feeling. I know this feeling and it freaking sucks. But here's the thing. I promise no one hates you. We get so in our heads and we do this to ourselves and we think that people are actually paying attention to us. Um, but no one is. Literally no one is. I mean, think about the times that you're out in public do you ever see someone and you're like, oh, I do not like that person. I hate them, blah, 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 blah. And you're paying attention to everyone else. Because uh, I know for me, that's not the case. When I'm out in public, I'm constantly just worried about what people think of me, what I look like, how I'm acting. I'm really only paying attention to myself. And it just kind of puts thing in, things into perspective. 
no one's really paying attention to you. I promise. And everyone doesn't hate you because you're awesome and you are made to be the way that you are. And there are people out there who need your energy. And I promise everyone doesn't hate you. And I know that that's not really advice. It's more just like telling you, but I just needed to remind you that everyone does not hate you, but I know this feeling. And I think the one thing to take away from this is just to understand that in more cases than not, no one's paying attention to you, which means they don't hate you. And I mean that in a good way, not a bad way, not like no one cares about you. You guys get what I'm saying. I'm not going to elaborate on that one anymore. The next one is how to let good things happen without self-sabotaging. So this one's interesting because I was actually two nights ago that night. I, I was not feeling well mentally, was like super mentally exhausted and had that breakdown. I was watching this Brene Brown video on Netflix. It was called The Call to Courage. If you haven't watched it, I literally love her with my whole entire heart. And I am manifesting that one day I'm going to meet her and we're going to share like the coolest things because she has an older audience and it's not like she talks about mental health, but she talks a lot about vulnerability and shame and how courageous it is and how brave it is. And that's something I've always kind of aligned with when it comes to talking to my platform, because I talk about the stuff that no one wants to talk about because it's hard to talk about. And I don't know. I just think we have this really, there could be a really cool connection. There's a lot of cool stuff we could do because I've got the younger audience. She's got the older. Anyways, manifesting one day I meet her and we create something awesome. But moving on in, in this, this little video that I was watching, she talks about how as humans, we are so much more likely to sit in our discomfort and sit in our pain because we're so afraid to accept joy. And the reason that we're so afraid to accept joy is because we're so worried that something is going to come rip that joy away from us. It's like the saying, it's too good to be true. Right when everything seems to be working out, something always comes in and ruins it. So we're afraid to sit in it because we don't want to feel it because we don't want it to be taken away. And this was a hard thing for me to understand because no one wants to admit that this is true. But it is. We all self-sabotage. We take away our own happiness in so many cases because we're like, oh, I'm not supposed to be this happy. But we should. We should allow ourselves to be happy. And, and this isn't really advice, again. This is me just kind of telling you that it's okay to be happy. It's okay to be content. It's okay to feel like things are actually working out in your favor because there's a lot of power in that when you do. When you do finally accept joy and happiness, more is handed to you. And again, this goes into perspective. You could choose to focus on what isn't going right. Or you can choose to focus on what is going right and then you find a lot more joy and a lot more happiness and the self-sabotaging just kind of deletes itself slowly. Because instead of focusing on what's not working and self-sabotaging, you're focusing on what is working and you're self-building. I don't know, self-building is not a thing. I don't know what I was going for, but you get the point. Next one. How to accept weight gain. Um, I felt this one pretty heavy because growing up, I don't know if you guys know this, but in high school, I was like a total twig. And all of my childhood, I was just really, really skinny. Like I had the metabolism of, I don't even know, I could eat 10 million things and it would just go right through me. So I always just grew up like that. I never thought anything about it. I didn't really pay attention to body image or what I ate because I just naturally was very, very, very small. And I got to college and I was, I started gaining weight and then 
that 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 cycle where I actually paid attention to my body image kind of started and it was hard for me because people on TikTok when I got to Hawaii would comment on it and that was the first time I really noticed it and it is not easy to have people commenting on weight gain and I acted like it was like I pretended that the comments didn't affect me and it's not like they affected me physically I still ate what I wanted I believe in having a good relationship with food and eating what makes you happy and that never changed physically but mentally I could not look at myself in the mirror and I just I just tried not to think about it but I was always thinking about it I cared about what I looked like too much and I think the one thing that really helped me get over it was truly just understanding this kind of goes back to one of the other things that I talked about but no one's really paying attention to you the people who would make comments about my weight on TikTok they didn't think about it again they commented it and then went on with their day so it wasn't worth my energy to sit there and think about their comments all day long and also just understanding that I'm going to go through different waves and I'm going to be different versions of myself at different points in my life and that means I'm going to look different and I'm going to feel different and it's all part of the process and it's all part of the journey and anyone who has an issue with that or has something to say about that doesn't deserve any room in my life. And that's that on that because you know what? Food is good and food is beautiful and you deserve to eat what you want at any given moment. And I feel very, very strongly about that topic. A little intermission. I get ecstatic to read you guys this ad because Thrive Cosmetics has been my go-to mascara and makeup for years now. So getting to be able to tell you about them is truly a dream come true. One thing that I absolutely love about Thrive is that they have clean, skin-loving ingredients and their foolproof products make it easy for any skill level to apply. You guys know if you follow me anywhere, but just listening to the podcast, makeup isn't my strongest suit, but I do love to play around with it and Thrive makes it so simple. And another thing that amazes me about Thrive is that for every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products to fund and help communities thrive, which is so beautiful. And they also have an infinity waterproof eyebrow liner, which is so cool. You can get your eyebrows looking exactly how you need them to, and then go jump in the pool. But my most favorite, other than their mascara, which is my top tier Thrive Cosmetics product, it's like a liquid lash extensions mascara. It's tubing. It is, I wear it in the water. It doesn't make me look like a raccoon or a panda. It is incredible. But they also have this brilliant eye brightener that you can use as highlighter. You can use it in your inner corner. I have always used it as my inner corner and it is the best. So refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com moments. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U, S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash moments for 10% off your first order. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill next one coping with jealousy i struggled a lot with jealousy back in high school because i mean you know how high school is especially if you're in high school everyone is jealous of someone i always wanted to look like someone else i wanted to be more popular like someone else i wanted the boys that other people got and 
as I got older, I learned to turn jealousy into inspiration and to just kind of delete the word jealous from my mind. It's not a word I think anymore. It's not something I associate with. I just look at it as inspiration. For example, if I'm in a yoga class and I see someone able to do all the things that I used to be able to do, past version of me would be jealous that they could do that. And I would be angry. Not at the person, more at myself that I couldn't do those things anymore. But now, if I see someone doing what I used to be able to do in a yoga class, I'm like, wow, okay, if I get back on track and I stay into this, maybe I'll be able to do that again one day. It's so beautiful that that person can. And when I started thinking like that, I just kind of noticed jealousy disappear. And this was also, I noticed I I found myself not comparing anymore. I wouldn't really compare what someone had versus what I had because I understood that we're all meant to have different things. We're all built to be different people. We can't have everything and we're not supposed to have everything. One, one person's beauty never takes away from your own beauty and that's something that I want you to remember. The next one is getting out of your own head and I think that for this one, you just have to become aware that you are not your thoughts. You are not your thoughts. You are not the voice in your head telling you one thing or another. You're not a body. You are simply a soul. And I notice that when I tell myself that more, I can get out from that voice in my head a little bit. I can escape from it more. I've also noticed one thing that I do when I am really in my head is I go do something active whether it's like going for a walk or calling someone that I love or going to yoga or just doing something to keep me busy, going swimming or just doing anything where you're kind of forced to be out of your own head. And I I like to socialize sometimes when I'm in my head because honestly, I'm not a huge socializer anymore besides with the people that I'm close to. But when I am in my head, I I escape myself by being with people. And I think that that's something that could help a lot of people. So do that. Just call someone. Erase those negative thoughts for a second. The next one is how to start journaling. Um, And I love this one because I've just recently got into journaling. And I've also noticed that sometimes it's harder for me to journal than other times. And I've had to kind of accept that I'm going to go through different phases where sometimes I'm not made to be journaling and sometimes I am. And that's okay. I think for a little while in there, once I did start getting consistent with journaling, if I wouldn't have anything to journal, I'd get upset with myself. But it's going to come in waves. But the way I would say to start is to just, when you feel like writing, especially if that voice that is in your head is really loud, another thing to get, another way to get out of your head is to take what's in your head, write it on paper, and not like rip it up physically, but like mentally rip it up. Okay, you were in your head and now you're not. And you don't have to write on a pen and paper. You can type in your notes of your phone too. And just ease into it. Take your time. You don't have to be a professional writer to be a journal. Not to be a journal. To have a journal. Anyways, next one. The next one is how to be more authentic in friendships and relationships. And this one was hard for me when I didn't really know myself because I would just kind of adapt to the people that I was around. So it's not that I was like faking who I was. I just could never really fully feel like myself in new friendships and new relationships. But... I think the key to being authentic in these is to really be authentic with yourself and to really find yourself and figure yourself out. And don't lose your personality trying to align with someone else's. If your personalities don't align, that's okay. 
there's there's people out there who you will align with. And the next one is how to talk to boys. I, I just think this one's funny because I don't know how. I, I don't know. I don't really have advice to tell you on this one. I think that my thing would be to build a friendship before you build a relationship. And that's something I, I never really understood because growing up, it was like if you liked a boy, you started talking to them and then you were just talking and then blah, blah, blah. The rest is history. But I've learned that a lot of the people that I've really talked to in my life, like on a more serious note, are people that I built friendships with before I focused on building a relationship with them. So I think that that's a key. Just build the friendship. Just be friends with someone before you try to be romantic with someone. But other than that, I don't really have too much advice on this because I I don't know. Next week, I'm going to do another episode on advice. So if you guys have more things, I'll put another box on my Instagram story or a comment on the podcast Instagram. And you guys can comment what you want me to talk about. And I will be happy to do so. But this last one's kind of sad. Breakup advice, especially if it was blindsided. So I know this hurts and I know that everything I'm going to say here, you've probably heard a million times or don't want to hear it again, but you are unique. You are one of a kind. And if someone proves to you that they don't want you in their life, you should take that as a beautiful sign to know that there is someone else out there that you are more aligned with and understand that this is an opportunity for you to heal yourself and to work on yourself and to truly do what you love. If someone makes you feel unwanted and undeserved, you should know that that's not what you deserve. You deserve better. You deserve someone who is going to make you feel like they won the lottery because they did. You are special and you are made for someone. And I know that that probably doesn't make it easier in this moment, but I just need you to know that it is a sign from God or it is a sign from the universe or a sign from whoever you believe in that there is something better for you and you deserve more than someone who makes you feel that way. I'll go more into this one in the next episode because I kind of want to think about it a little bit more, but that's what comes to me when I first think about it. So that's that. But I love you guys and I'm so grateful for you guys. And I am so glad that we have this podcast to stay connected because you guys are freaking awesome. And this is perfect timing right now because it just started raining outside. I'm not sure if you can hear it, but if you can, I'm going to go dance in the rain. Probably I feel like that will be good for my sickness, but I love you so much. Don't forget to follow, rate, subscribe, do whatever it is that you do with podcasts. Download all the episodes. You guys are awesome. I love you. I keep saying that, but I do. And I will talk to you guys next week. Goodbye. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah, baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.